0: blog talk radio
1: good morning everyone welcome to the women of golf show i'm ted Oderico, and joining me is LPJ professional Cindy miller and we are your hosts we're broadcasting live every tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network bringing you some of the best golfers teacher professionals and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf we're so glad you decided to join us this morning. So grab your coffee and let's get started. All right. Thank you again, everybody, for joining Cindy and I this morning here on the Women of Golf Show. We're very excited to have you join us this morning. Good morning, Cindy.
2: Good morning, Ted. I'm back.
1: You're <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you just dis- you disappeared I've for left a week. i in the dump. Um that's all right. Listen. Uh it was an interesting week as well. Uh last week of course, we had um Lauren Coughlin from the Symetra Tour uh who didn't win but she was in a playoff uh last or the previous week uh at the the um inaugural Sky Golf Championship on the Symetra Tour. And we had a great conversation. And uh, just a quick note for the audience, that those that went, uh, that maybe couldn't join us live but went to go after uh, and listen to the show uh, you know, when it was convenient for you guys, you might have noticed that it wasn't playing properly. So they had an audio issue with the uh, provider, blogtalkradio.com, at the time, uh, but it has since been fixed. So if you missed last week's broadcast, it was uh, definitely a great show. Um, you want to go back into the on-demand section and, and check that out. So go to blogtalkradio.com. Uh, and just type in women of golf and just scroll down to the on-demand section and you can listen to that interview. So my apologies uh, for that, but uh, everything, all the bugs have been worked out and uh, uh, it was a great interview. So I hope you'll uh, go back and, and listen to that. And we've got a great show, Cindy, this morning. We're going to have the winner of the uh, Florida's Natural Charity Classic, uh, Kelly Tan, is going to be joining us here for in just a moment. Uh, and then a little bit later on, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Marvel Bernard who is the uh, national president of the LPGA Teaching and Club Professionals. She's going to be joining us on the second half. Um, but very quickly, before we bring Kelly out on the show, um, you were off last week. What were you doing last week?
2: Boot camp in Orlando oh, is with a- grown-ups. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize you- I thought <laughs> you didn't have another one bleeding. until April. I
2: didn't- no, I've got February, March, and April. you got to find a way to get out of oh, Buffalo,
1: okay. Ted. Yeah, <laughs> move to Florida. That's what you need to do. That's what you and Alan need to do.
2: <laughs> but I uh-huh. like it here. I just don't want to be here uh, no, all it, the time
1: in the winter. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, being a northerner myself, I know exactly what it, what it was like, and uh, I, I had my fair share over the years. But, uh, anyways, we got a great show. Let me just, um, Cindy, let me just tell a little bit about Kelly, and then we'll bring her on the show, and then we'll talk about her win and and some other things. As I mentioned, we've got the winner from this past weekend's. Uh Symmetra Tour is Florida's natural charity classic, Kelly Tan, and uh, she's 25, a native uh, from Malaysia. She's a three-time winner of the Malaysian Ladies' Open as an amateur. Uh, she was also a two-time champion on the Professional Golf of Malaysia Tour, or PGM Tour for short. Uh, she finished tied uh, uh, 13th at the final stage of the 2013 uh, LPJ Qualifying Tournament to earn Priority List Category 12 membership uh, for t- uh, the 2014 LPJ Tour season. Uh, she turned pro immediately after uh, completing that event and uh, also represented her native country at the 2016 Summer Olympic Games and finished a solo 51st. So uh, let's welcome uh, the winner of last week's Florida's Natural Charity Classic on the SMET Tour, uh, Kelly Tan. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning.
0: Thank you so much for having me on the show.
1: Well, we are we, thrilled. We appreciate yeah, we're very, very uh, excited to have you on it. And uh, from both Cindy and I, congratulations, of course, uh, on the win. Uh, I know that's uh, uh, very exciting for you. And we appreciate you, as you mentioned off air, that you're out in Phoenix right now. So you're up really, really early, even earlier than we are. Uh, so we appreciate you taking the time to come and join us this morning.
0: Yeah, no, no, no problem. Because I think my body is still on Orlando time time zone, so it's all good. <laughs>
1: Oh, That's good. Um, and one other thing I want to just mention, Cindy, then we'll, we'll get started. Um, uh, Kelly was in a uh, sudden death playoff against uh, Demi Runas, uh, who is, I believe, from California. And uh, they were both tied at 13 under par, and then they went into sudden death. And of course, obviously, Kelly was the... Uh, ultimate winner of the event and i want to uh, i'm just going to start off Cindy, if you don't mind and then i'll bounce it over to you uh obviously again kelly congratulations on the win uh and and no less than a sudden death playoff which is always exciting and that's actually two weeks in a row for the symmetra tour uh their inaugural event as i mentioned the previous week the sky golf championship uh it went to sudden death as well uh and it was decided in a playoff and then right back to back you uh wanted in the playoff as well. So tell us about your a little bit about your final round and your uh, matchup against uh, Demi.
0: Yeah, no, I, you know, it's the first time as a professional I get to play in the final group and just coming into the week, I feel really good, even though I didn't play too well in um, the Sky Eye Golf Championship, but I took a lot of positives and bring it with me on to Last week um, for the Florida Natural Classic and just found a little something in myself to get my confidence up. And, you know, I had a really good week just going on to final day. I know that it's going to be tight because, you know, there's a lot of girls, you know, within one or two shots um, just behind me. Right. But just keep telling myself to give myself chances and, you know, just try to not think about wanting to win instead of, you know, just, do my best and see where I can put myself. And I'm glad uh, everything worked out in the end.
1: Right. Right. And, and yeah, cause I know you had your previous season, uh, you didn't play as well. And, and obviously that can be, um, you know, a little bit of, um, um, you know, I guess a downer for, for lack of better words. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so you wanted to come out obviously with this season. And as you just mentioned, you know, in the sky golf, you didn't play, you know maybe at your best so that you know to start the season kind of puts you in a little bit of a a different mindset as well but then you bounced right back this past week uh and ended up winning the tournament in sudden death so um you know that that obviously is going to change the momentum for the season so let me ask you real quick and then Cindy I'm going to bounce it over to you as I said um when you're coming off a season like last season where you know you just didn't feel like everything was was firing all at the same time um what do you what do you do in the off season? If you will, I know you guys don't have a lot of off season anymore because the tournament's pretty much run all year round, but in your off season time, what do you do to, to both physically and mentally prepare for the new season?
0: Uh, for me, I didn't go for two months. (laughs) I decided to, you know, not touch my clubs for two months. I did not unpack my club when I flew back to Malaysia and just, you know, visit with friends and family and just really take some time off because, you know, I played on l t g for four years and, you know, we have pretty long seasons and it was hard for me for, you know, coming from Malaysia and not be able to see my family, you know, for, you know, a long, long time. And it's just, I think everything happens for a reason. And it was great that I was able to spend a lot of time with my friends and family at home last season. And just, you know, I worked out with my fitness coach, Rich, a lot. Like we really worked hard on you know, just getting stronger, and you know it's hard when you're coming when you're coming off in a you know, it was a bad year. <laughs> There's no other word I could describe it, but um, it wasn't a great year, so it was hard to be motivated and you know wanting to work harder to get better. Just you know, I but I'm so grateful with you know the people around me, you know my team, my coach, my fitness coach, my you know manager and families and friends that you know have never doubted me, you know, have been by my side right. the whole entire time, even though, you know, last year was a really, really hard year for me to, you know, take it with me and just, you know, when you have a hard year, it's have to find positive. I'm just really grateful for my team, you know, to be able to be by my side and, you know, just that really helped me, you know, wanting to work harder and be motivated and I'm glad you know I never gave up and yeah here I am
1: <laughs> well we're glad you didn't give up it's either hard. we're very excited to have you <laughs>
0: sorry to be a little um, emotional
1: <laughs> no I think that's fantastic we we like some emotion here um Cindy go ahead
0: so
2: I'm gonna keep going on that because again I believe you're right we go through things for a reason and mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you for just putting your clubs down. I believe that sometimes when we play golf, we, we almost believe that we are what we shoot and mm-hmm. our self-image is controlled by how we do. So I played yeah. on the LPGA Tour for a few years and I ended up losing my card and I would come home I mean, maybe it was good that you couldn't go home every week because I would come home and they go, oh, well, you missed yeah. the cut. What's wrong? Why do you keep playing so bad? You play good this yeah. day and then you play And it's like, you know what? I really don't want to hear it because I'm not trying to play bad. So yeah. you're very fortunate that you had a really good team behind you that believed in you, but there's so much self-doubt. So, yes. And I think our listeners don't realize how hard playing competitive professional golf is. They only yes. see the highs. They don't see the lows. Yeah. So what would you tell them? How you dealt with really maybe not even believing that you're doing the right thing. That that maybe you shouldn't even play golf.
0: How yeah, did you, you get know. Out of there? Just just like you know, I played on the LPGA again for four years for having a bad year and lost my car, that, that, that hit me so hard. Like it, it almost pushed me off a building. I don't even know how to describe that feeling. Um, It was really, really hard. And I believe the only reason why I didn't do well last year, it was because of that. Like I couldn't, it was hard for me to stand back up and be like, Hey, I belong there. I can work harder. I will get back. It was, it was really, really hard, but you know, Again, never once my team doubted me. They, you know, even my parents. Even when I have my bad weeks, they they never ever said, "Why did you play bad? Like why? Like how can you be so good and today you don't do?" It? Like they understand that you know it's golf. It's it's right. And not every day is gonna be perfect, you know. So I'm I'm super great grateful that my parents are not very very pushy of my um career they have been super supportive um yeah i can't i can't ask for a better parents to be you know to have you know I, i've seen a lot of parents out here where they are with their kids you know every single week which you know my mom and dads are not like that they come over once a year um as you know i have four other siblings <laughs> they can't afford to spend every single day with me and thank goodness for that but um just you know with my coach um Gary Gilchrist I've worked with Gary for two and a half years now you know I went to him when you know I was almost losing my LPGA card but you know again he's never doubted me he's always told me that I've got the game I've got the swing um I just need a little confidence and I'll be the Zexem player but more confidence and you're gonna win tournaments and I thought he was just saying because he's a coach so um but for some reason i keep trusting that and you know working hard with him and just also believing in myself i think it was the number one thing it it was hard but just work hard you know guys like it's 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 not easy nothing is going to come easy but the thing is going to happen if you keep working it might not happen tomorrow but it's going to come down to you know maybe a year or two or you know, who knows? Just keep at it and keep giving yourself chances, and, you know, it's it's going to happen. That's all I can tell from my experience.
2: So let me ask you this. When you reflect back on your game and maybe why you lost your card, do you look at the stats? Because there's such a fine line between playing really well and losing your mm-hmm. card. My husband yeah. and I happen to be the only married couple in the world that have played on all four major tours, so my hubby's played in the Masters five times. That's and awesome.
0: Congratulations. Yeah,
2: and, and so I can tell you that he, if he had made one putt more per round, per round, yeah, he would. we would be multimillionaires. Yeah. So... If
0: oh, yeah, we, I've really that <laughs> <As> well <laughs> I've done that with my coach as I've done that sat with my coach as well. Obviously, putting is going to save, you know, a lot of, you know, what has happened the last few years. But I still believe that everything comes down to your confidence. Like, if your confidence is low, I mean, gosh, it's hard to play the game. You know, it's it's so much of a mind game that you cannot let, you know, your mind take over. You almost have to be a lot stronger than what you are, and beat those thoughts. And I think you know a lot of the times when you miss the little three footer, it's all because of doubting. So if you have, you know, try to. For me, is I try to, you know, do drills that makes me confidence instead of you know like, I don't know, you know, hit a hundred putts within ten feet with you know, not missing one, and that that gives me confidence knowing that I've done it a hundred times and this shouldn't be a problem, you know, stuff like that. Just, you know, do a little something. If today I go out and, you know, didn't pitch very well in the power 5 because I don't hit it very long. So power 5 I always try to score. So if I don't pitch very well that day, it's hard for me to score for the day. So I'll come back and try to hit, you know, set up cones out there and hit, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 yarders. And until I know I can hit the number, that gives me confidence and it's a different ball game the next day awesome. that's my point of
1: view hmm. very interesting um you know cindy i know we've talked about this before that uh, and not just players but obviously a lot of the amateurs that th- there comes a point where um, they develop a paralysis by analysis and i think that's really what you're you know, trying to say is it's good to be conscious of the numbers, and and obviously that information can be valuable, Kelly, as a player. Um, but sometimes mm-hmm. if we get too steeped too steeped into those figures and and the numbers and dwell on it, um, you know, mm-hmm. then it gets to a point where you're, you're you're starting to count every stroke as you go around the golf course instead of actually playing the game. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. you know, or or your score, yeah, or your scoreboard watching, and and so on and so forth. Um, Let me ask you, uh, Kelly, I want to sort of bounce off what what, uh, Cindy was just Mm -hmm. talking about. Um, You know, when when you're not playing your best, there's other factors involved. I mean, obviously, you're going to go out there and one day you're going to play fantastic. And the next day, maybe you're not going to play so much. One of the other things that I think a lot of people, uh, and I'm referring to the amateurs, don't appreciate, um, you know, they see, as Cindy said, all the highs on TV of when they see the professionals playing, they don't see the lows but the other thing that they don't Mm -hmm. appreciate is you guys do a lot of traveling, uh, throughout Mm -hmm. the year. So, you know, so exhaustion comes into, I mean, here you are, you're, you're on our radio show this morning. Uh, you know, you're what an hour or so behind us. So you're up bright and early. You probably got things that, you know, that you've got to do for the next event and you're doing, you know, radio spots and things like that. So there's other factors involved. So what do you do throughout the season to help keep those energy levels up? I mean, do you work out? Do you, you know get in some sort of fitness regime and then what about diet you know as far as uh, nutritional uh things what do you do to make sure that you're being properly fueled uh, to give you that energy to sustain your rounds
0: yeah yeah i mean for us on the symetryl tour there's a lot of traveling and that's i mean there's a lot of driving i mean you know 10 to 12 hours driving but you know to this event i flew here but um just you know i me and my fitness coach rich we uh try to set up programs for me every week um doing you know even if it's a three-day event or four-day event it depends on you know how busy i am sometimes you have to play programs and interviews so i try to work out two, two to three times a week if i can if not at least twice a week and my workouts are not you know running 5ks or stuff like that but it's more right. like activation you know making sure that i'm you know mobility, I have the range of mobility and, you know, stuff like that, nothing crazy, like a good 45 to 50 minutes in the gym. And when it comes down to nutrition, I I believe that I don't eat very well, like I don't eat bad, but I still love my, you know, ice creams and desserts. So I (laughs) I don't go too much over the line of, you know, like what I can and can't eat. But when I'm on a golf course, of course, I won't sugar load myself. I will have, you know, peanuts or bananas or a PBJ in my bag. So I always I always have food in my bag, so that's one thing uh that's very good with um me. So just try to eat well and you know, make sure I'm hydrated on the golf course um to keep myself at, you know, the best concentration level as I can.
1: Yeah, that's some that's some great advice for amateurs out there listening. Um, you know, one of the biggest mistakes we see with a lot of them, especially the—I'm going to say that I'm going to throw the men out uh, under the bus, if you will. But you know, a lot of men go to the mm-hmm. golf course. They don't, you know, necessarily have a good breakfast to start the day off. They're out there playing yeah. 18 holes, and you know, they're right by about the third hole. They're looking for the girl, you know, the cart girl, looking for a beer or yeah, something we'll like that. <laughs> and you know, and and then they're you know maybe chewing on a Snickers bar or something. And then you know when they hit the turn, they're shoveling down a chili dog or you know, maybe a couple of more beers. And then they wonder why they feel lethargic by the time they, you know, they get to about the 15th hole, Um, you know, they're not fueling themselves. And I know it's about having fun and we're not trying to take away from anybody's fun, but you have to put things in perspective, right, Cindy? I mean, if you're, if you're going to go out there and you want to, you know, not necessarily play competitively as Kelly's doing, but you want to go out and play your best golf, you got to be smart about it. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: yeah it's just you know that's just something that um that you've got to really focus on. Um, I just want to ask one more and Cindy if you, um, I'll let you uh, wrap things up here, but um uh, we mentioned in the beginning too that uh, obviously you, you got out on the uh, the LPGA, uh tour for a little while and obviously uh, lost your card. Um, this win obviously is going to help build back towards uh, getting your card. Um, what do you forecast for the season what are you, what's your vision for the season?
0: Yeah, so I'll be playing on the Symmetra Tour and maybe try a couple of Mondays or two because I still have um, Class A veteran um, status on the LPGA Tour. So that's pretty honored to have that um, this year. So uh, next week I'll, I'll be heading to Beaumont, California to play the Morongo um, Symmetra Tour Classic. And then we have Windsor in San Francisco. And then I have a two-week job. So... I'll be playing a lot out on the Sumatra tour to try to um keep my ranking up and yeah, that's the plan
1: so far. <laughs>
0: Things changes uh, a lot in my life so that's as far as I right. can plan.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and that's good, you know, that you, you've you got an idea and you've got, you, you know, you have to have goals as well while you're out there. It's not just mm-hmm. about, I mean, obviously you have to focus on the the event at hand. I mean, if you're in a, you know, event or something this week and, and obviously last week you have to focus, but at the same time, you got to have some, in addition to some short term, you got to have some long-term goals as well to keep yourself focused throughout the season. So that's some great advice. Cindy, yeah. um, so anyway, we just only got a few, yeah, we only got a few more minutes before we have to let Kelly go. Um, any, any final thoughts or questions?
2: Let's talk about the fact that you don't hit it that far, but you must be pretty straight because I, like you, don't hit it very far. So we have to have a better short game. Yes. How do you, um, you know, I'm proud of you. Not everybody gets to hit it 275, 280. i try mm-hmm. to buy yardage everywhere. So what do you do to help yourself, um, you know, just be the best player you possibly can be?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to play with Laura one um, a couple of days ago in the final group. I mean, she bombs the drive. I'm not kidding, 300 yards. She flies my drive 50 yards every single hole. Just just watching that, it was it was so hard. From I mean, she's one of the longest hitter on the on the Symmetra Tour, but um, it's it's hard when you play with you know a long hitter like that. But a lot. I I just kept telling myself, you know, just just I just gotta play my own game. Like, you know, it. I know I could do it. And knowing knowing yourself, it's the biggest thing. And just knowing that I can get up and down from from everywhere. And you know, me and my coach we work very very hard. Knowing that you know a lot of the profiles I can't reach into, but just you know work worked on those pitches that I know if I step over that pitch, it's gonna be, you know, within a six to ten foot. So radius and make the pot but we worked very very hard on chipping as well so with gary he has this short game area in his academy that we go around you know the green and he set up you know stations and there are some holes i have to you know i don't know if like one of they in the academy we have those two balls and i believe in like one tube they have maybe 15 or 18 balls so we always try to finish the drill with one tube. And he always tell me when it comes down to like the last five or six balls, if I need to chip one in, it's like, well, you know, you got it. If you, if you make it this time. So he always pushed me to the limit to, you know, try to, you know, chip it in and finish the drills and stuff like that. And I think that helps me a lot. Just knowing that, you know, I can do it. And I've done it so much, so many times with my coach. And, you know, when it, you're out on another course, you know, just pick the right shot and, you know, and do it. So that's, that's how I go about it. Awesome.
1: Very good. Well, Kelly, we want to thank you for uh, getting up a little extra early this morning and joining us on the women of golf show. We appreciate you uh, uh, taking the time. And again, on behalf of Cindy and I, congratulations on your win last week of the uh, Florida's natural charity classic. Uh, We know that that's going to help propel you for the season and we wish you uh, the best of luck for the rest of the season and uh, go get that l p j card.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. It's a pleasure to be on show you. with you guys. Thank you so much. Good luck. All guys. right. You, you, Don't give up.
1: Yeah, you have a good one. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Thank
0: you. You guys too. Bye.
1: All right, that was uh, our first guest this morning, uh, Kelly Tan, the winner, as I said, of last week's Symmetra Tour, Florida's Natural Charity Classic. Um, Very, very focused young lady, and I I like her answer. You know, she knows she can't, you know, Cindy, she knows she can't bomb it out there uh, with some of the other big hitters, but she plays her own game, which is extremely important. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? The breath of fresh air, to be honest with you, because so many of them hit it so far. So, you know, for her to realize, you know, this is the strength of my game is to hit it straight. I have to have a great short game. It doesn't matter how far Mm -hmm. I hit it. I'm going to save this uh, recording and I'm going to play it. We've got a a young girl that we teach now who's a senior in college. who just finished second at a college event and I am going to make her listen to this because she's trying to hit it farther and uh, straight is far. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you're hitting it, you know, 235, 240, 250 straight, as opposed to 300 all over the place, I think I'd take the 250 straight any day. And, and, you know, it, it brings up a really interesting point, Cindy, you know, because a lot of, Uh, You know, I'm sure a lot of these other players out there that when they they're coming up against and they're paired with somebody who is bombing out there, um, you know, sometimes just subconsciously they're sitting, okay, I've got to really step up my game. And then it throws them off their rhythm because they're trying to do something that they're not able to do. Now, obviously, you can work on things, you know, when you when you're with your coach and stuff like that to try and get get some distance. But if you're not a big, big hitter, don't try to force something that's not going to happen, because ultimately other areas of your game that you could be focusing on to make up for that shortage uh, are going to be, uh, you know, a, a much better, um, you know, thing to pay attention to. And I think that this is something that, you know, our amateurs can learn from as well. You know, just because you're playing buddies or, or beating it out there a mile um, and you're not focus on other areas of game, you're putting, for instance, and, and you're chipping as you know, she mentioned, you know, if she's not chipping or pitching it well, um, you know then she's not scoring on those par fives because she knows she can't get there in two. So some great advice for uh, for a lot of our amateurs listening. Well, uh, I enjoyed having her on. We'll uh, hopefully she'll win again and we'll have her back. But <laughs> um, but anyways, all right. So we we got our other guest, uh, and, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correct, and and I'm I'm asking her to correct me when she comes on. But uh, uh, our next guest the uh, this morning is uh, Marvel Bernard. She is the um, national president of the LPGA Teaching and Club Professionals. Uh, She is also the recipient of the 2018 PJ National Player Development Award for her innovative and tireless efforts in bringing people to the game uh, of golf and keeping them in the game, which of course is the big part of it. Uh, Her many awards include being named LPGA National Teacher of the Year, uh, LPGA Top 50 Best Teachers, and Golf Digest 50 Best Women's Teachers, and also uh, the recipient of the LPGA's Nancy Lopez Golf Achievement Award, So, uh, and splits her times, Cindy, between uh, the Haven Golf Course in Green Valley, Arizona, and the club at Las Capanas in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So let's welcome our very special guest, Marvel Bernard. Marvel Bernard.
3: Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great.
1: You doing fantastic.
3: I did. You know, I didn't realize how early I was going to have to get up when I, (laughs) when you asked me. (laughs) No, it's okay. I always want to go back to sleep and
2: we'll call you next week.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I'm loving what I'm hearing. That was an interesting conversation. I didn't hear all of it, but, um, I liked the end, the play your own game. I really think that can be a metaphor for life. You know, I think that's a really powerful message. Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Cindy and I, we've talked about this many, many times, you know, over the years on, the, on our broadcast about really playing your own game. And, and, you know, Cindy, you just got back from your boot camp down in Orlando. And, you know, that's really, in addition to obviously teaching them various skills that they're going to use out in the golf course, you're really teaching them uh, that very point about sticking to your own game and not worrying about your opponent and how they're playing, worry about how you're playing. And uh, I think that's some sound advice. Um, Cindy, I'm going to. Uh, just start really quickly um, with uh, with our guest here, and then uh, you can uh, take over um, so Marvel, I wanted to ask you and, and first off, is that am I pronouncing it correctly? Is it Marvel
3: Yes, you pronounce both Marvel okay. Bernard
1: okay, I just wanted to make sure um, okay, so I wanted to ask you, as I mentioned, you were elected the national president of the LBJ Teaching and Club Professionals, uh, which is obviously a, a great honor, um, and I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, obviously you've been a member of the LPJ for a long, long time and you're, you know, teaching professional as well and, and doing a lot of other different things to help grow the game. What is your vision for the LPJ TCMP? What, what is your long-term, what are you looking at as this, as you take over that, that national um, leadership, if you will, what is your vision for the LPJ?
3: That's such a good question. It's, for me, it's, um engagement and it's that all of our professionals have the tools they need to be successful and that everyone is engaged in whatever fashion they need to be to be successful in the industry and in our organization you know one of the things we struggle with in the LPGA is that we are so spread out you know we have Um, Across the U.S., we have five sections, and some of the sections, um, the section I'm in has 12 states, and so it's very difficult to get people, you know, like the PGA section that I'm in, um, we have 1,200 members, and it's very condensed here in Arizona and Southern Nevada, Mm -hmm. so when you have an event, you get a lot of people can come, and in the LPGA, you know, the travel and the expense of getting together is kind of a barrier, so We're coming up, Cindy is part of a committee that, um, the Continuing Education Committee, where we um, are trying to find innovative ways to engage our members and get them involved, because as soon as you're engaged and involved, it makes the entire organization healthy. So that's my overriding goal.
1: Well said. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Cindy, what do you... What are your thoughts there? I mean, what do you see? Uh, Obviously, you travel a lot, and you obviously have been uh, part of the LBJ for for many, many years. What do you see as, um, in conjunction to what Marvel just talked about um, as a a barrier that needs to sort of be worked through and and to help the organization as a whole?
2: I believe that um, we needed this breath of fresh air in our organization, and Marvel's got some great ideas. You can tell that she's really dedicated some time thinking about what can help us learn and grow and come together as a group. And I believe she's implementing some great uh, policies and procedures within the organization to help us do just that. And I'm thrilled to be a part of it because I think she's right on the, on the right path.
3: Well, and then the the other thing we always, and I think I don't know if we do or if others do but there's you know the PGA is out there and and again as a member of both organizations I I love both I wouldn't change my membership ever but you know it's back to what we were what you guys were talking about with your last caller that you have to play your own game so we can't be the PGA we're we're the LPGA and we um you know I always think about the uh, boutique hotels versus the big hotels, you know, and that's what we are. We are what we offer. Um, Our teaching of our teachers is second to none. I just went to a uh, training seminar, got to sit in on the level two seminar, and it's just outstanding teaching, and it engages our members, and it ignites their passion for learning and for teaching, and um, I just think we have Oh, I just can't wait! We're we're just getting started on some stuff, and we've got more things in the hopper, and and it's a very exciting time.
1: Wow, very very interesting. Um, Cindy, go ahead, and and um, I know you've got some questions as well.
2: So, are you going to be at the Founders Cup?
3: I am. Boy, am I! I'm- <laughs> <laughs> Tell us
2: about what your week's going to be filled with.
3: Okay. So, um I am so excited about this week. I feel like a kid waiting for Christmas. Um so on Wednesday I'll drive up. I get to be there for the um for the announcement of our new campaign called Drive On. And Cindy, I know you were there at the um at the show when um Roberta Bowman's new initiative was rolled out. Mike Juan gave us a little sneak preview of of that. So that's happening Wednesday morning. <clears throat> And then Thursday is a board meeting all day. And then Friday, just some um, a meeting with some different people. We're doing some uh, video work up there. And I get to drive Marilyn Smith around. She's one of our founding members. And so she and I will get to spend some time together. And I just love her. She's just such a great lady. And, and so that'll be fun. And Friday night is a dinner. Saturday I race home and get prepared to take two busloads of my students up to watch the final day on Sunday and that was that was a fun thing I I kind of thought it'd be fun to see if I could get some people to go up and I called a bus line and got a price. And then I put out an email just wondering, you know, if anybody would be interested. And in about two hours, I had so much interest that I filled two buses and had to shut it off because I can only herd so many <laughs> cats. And uh, so we're going up Sunday and that's <laughs> going to be really fun. So it's a, it's a great week ahead.
1: Fantastic. Holy that's wow. great.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, Cindy, go ahead.
2: So, you, what's the number one thing you want to accomplish in your first term?
3: You know, I just the other day I was going back through meeting minutes when I was on the board before, and uh, the there's so many things that we have talked about over the years, and you know, it's, it, everything sounds good, and we kind of get started a little, and then and then things just don't really come to fruition, like i would like to see and i'm a real you know i'm i'm a person that likes to get things done and so that's what i'd like to do i'd like to pick about three things and just get them done you know i think that's success for us and cindy you know i just i love what you do i follow you on instagram and and on uh, linkedin and you know i think both of us believe really strongly in marketing and marketing effectively and that's what I wanna do. I wanna make sure that our members are getting our information in a way that ignites their passion to work for their organization. And I want the industry to see what we're doing. And I feel like we've got some some work to do in that regard. But that's that's my that's a big passion. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Ted, go ahead. You know, Marvel. That, that brings up a very interesting point, point. Um, and, and you're exactly right. Kudos to to uh, you, Cindy, for for all the great work that you do to, to promote the LPJ brand, and, and not just from the playing side, but but also from the teaching side as well. And, and that really raises an interesting uh, point, Marvel. And you know, one of the questions I want to ask you is, what do you think that the LPJ organization can do to motivate more girls into becoming great teachers like yourself and Cindy? Um, and what really needs to happen, and I think one of the things that you touch on that I'm going to let you talk, but is the marketing aspect. You know, when we think of golf, um, you know, as consumers, you know, we, we think of the the great players that are out there, you know, both past and present. But we don't really hear a lot about the teaching side um, when we see it, you know, in, in the general media. And I would really like to see a more effective campaign in recruiting some of these young girls because they're not all going to make it out on the LPGA Tour or – the Legends Tour at some point down the road, um, and you need more great teachers out there inspiring and, and encouraging other young women to take up the game, not just to play, but to, to actually get involved in teaching. So what are your thoughts there, and, and what do you see happening from a marketing perspective, and also uh, in other areas to, to really move that agenda forward to get more young ladies in the teaching side of the game?
3: that's another really good question and i just looked at the clock to see how much time we have here because this is a major topic so um (laughs) of of mine we speaking of the symmetra tour so at this uh at this training seminar that i just went to it's our level two education um there as people introduced themselves i noticed a few of them were either current or have just come off the symmetra tour and And over the years I was on our board for six years. This was a vexing problem that how do we get that word out to the to the players and how and it's a sensitive subject, you know, you don't want to go up to someone and say, Hey, you know, probably not gonna make it here, so why don't you think about teaching? You know, you just can't approach it that way. So we had not found a way to approach it. So these two young ladies I made an announcement and I said um, any of you who've played on the Symmetra tour would you please come see me at lunch and the two young ladies came over and the questions that I asked them were how did you find out about the teaching side of it in the first place how can we better support that connection how can we um, make a connection with the Symmetra tour and what what advice would you give me um, to help make that happen and they had some great, you know, just great ideas standing there at lunch. So what we've done in um, the teaching and club professionals, a few years ago I started a new member committee, and I put, I put these two ladies on this new member committee with a sub, subcommittee of Symmetra. So what they're going to do is assist us in creating a pathway for the Symmetra Tour players. And, you know, that's an obvious pipeline right there. The other thing I think of mm-hmm. is these pals that have come through the girls' golf programs, you know, they're starting to mm-hmm. get to the age where they could join the organization. And, and I think they've got a really, um, they've had such a great uh, connection with us and a great introduction to the teaching division. So that's a possibility. Um, another venue that we're looking at another avenue are the um the college players you know and how can we make inroads there and that's another situation where we know it's out there we know there's a possibility and we just haven't been able to really bring it to fruition and then finally the pga women of the pga we're getting a really great percentage of them are joining the tncp and i'm actually in charge of that side of it that i'm Offering assistance and coaching and whatever they need to become members of our organization We um, allow them to come in as a level three already. They take their level three testing And um, have get to skip the first two parts because as PGA members they've already had that education So that is a huge 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 push and um, we're uh, I already am seeing some some movement there so pretty
1: exciting fantastic. You know, and you raise some really great points. Um I think and and Cindy again this is something I mean we've talked about a lot of different things on this program over the years that uh, since we've been uh, doing it. And you know, one of the other things is is really um from an educational standpoint. I mean, obviously the LPJ and, and its various uh branches if you will uh do a fantastic job once you get them in there. Um but there's really nothing in the general population that exposes people to golf other than, like I said, what we see on TV. I would really like to see um, maybe a better partnership with the golf industry, um, you know, with the school system somehow. And I know it's a difficult thing. It can be costly. But I think with corporate uh, corporate partners and things like that, and I think that maybe, you know, somehow offering it um, – you know, an ex- a better exposure through the school systems to golf in general so that people are aware of that, because by the time unless they're raised and you know born and, and bred to, to play golf from a very early age, most people don't really get a lot of exposure until much later in life. And by that time, they've already picked up other interests, whether it be other sports or other activities. And it's harder to to really, you know, get that spark, if you will. So I would like to see it at a much earlier age. And I know there's a lot of great junior uh, girl programs and junior golf programs, but they all tend to be more on the playing side. I would like to see something, um, you know, more on the teaching side and the development of becoming a great golf professional, Um, not just, again, not just playing, but also teaching. What what do you think about something like that, uh, Marvel?
3: Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Um, I've not thought of that from the purely from the side of teaching or developing from the school age. You know, I think that's an interesting um, possibility there. You know, and and when again back to play your own game. You know, I didn't start golfing myself till I was almost 40, and so I'm an example of someone who didn't come up the traditional way. Um, and I think right. that 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 message can come be out there too, that you don't have to be a sure. you know 300 hitter to be a great teacher. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. you know, I think that's the message too, that has to get out there that it's, it's for everybody. And, and, um, and I do like the thought, you know, we, we've got 80,000 girls now involved in the uh, LPGA USGA girls golf program. And again, I think that's going to be such a pipeline for many different, Things for teaching, for the tour side. We've got several tour players that came up through that path. And so I think there's some possibilities there.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, Cindy, go ahead.
2: So you have won the Player Development Award for the PGA. And I just smile every time I see anything that you post. I know that you care. And I love your passion. So tell us, number one, what makes a really great professional or a teaching professional, I guess I should say. And what do you do differently that makes everyone want to hang out with you? Because that's (laughs) the truth.
3: Oh, that is very nice for you to say, and Cindy, the same could be said for you. you know I see when I look at passionate teachers and I look at what people post and what they're doing, I think that it it's about imagination, it's about caring deeply for your students. I'm sure you do the same. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about you know mr smith and and his slice, you know, and what we can do better and um I and you know I like to have fun. It's like this bus trip, you know. I'd love to take a bus trip to Phoenix, so I created a bus trip to Phoenix. So, I think it's it's just a combination of um you know, you just you want your students to love the game as much as you do and you want them to be engaged and have a great time. There's nothing I love better than a good laugh, and so I like to keep my classes funny and fun and I make up funny names for the classes. And, um, you know, I just, it's just about the passion for it. As I'm talking to you, I'm up pacing around, you know, this topic <laughs> really gets me going too. Um, but the Player <laughs> Development Award, you know, that's that's the thing that you never, ever start out to win awards. That's not why you do what you do. But you um, to be recognized by your peers for the things that you're doing is just a tremendous Wonderful
1: honor. That's awesome. Well-deserved. Yeah, well-deserved. Um, l- let me just ask one, one other question because now we're, we're getting close to our time. Um, cause, and, and, and again, I hate to keep using this phrase, but, you know, Cindy and I, we, we've talked about a lot of different things on this show. And one thing we talked about a long, long time ago, and I think this would be really something that would help. I would like to see golf embrace um, particularly because, you know, we want to target obviously the next generation of golfers. Uh, I would like to see some sort of an ambassador to the game. I mean, years ago we had, um, you know, some some great women who were not necessarily in the golf industry, um, but were just very strong, very captivating women um, who had, you know, great careers in, in other areas, but loved, were passionate about golf. I would love to see some sort of golf ambassador Um, for women who not necessarily has to be in the golf industry, but just somebody who's passionate about the game, really get out there and promote it. Um, Somebody that, you know, a lot of women can identify with that would respect and appreciate. And I'm trying to think, and I can't even think of who I'm talking about. Cindy, we talked about this uh, several years ago. Um, uh, Dinah Shore is who I'm thinking about. Um, You know, she was a great ambassador for the game. You know, she had a tournament uh, that, you know, took her name, but, um, she was just somebody who just loved golf and people could identify with her, even though she was a celebrity. What do you think about something like that, Marvel? What do you think about having somebody um, really identify um, golf to, to those next generations that they can look up to and say, you know what, Hey, that she's, you know, it's cool what she's doing. What do you think about something like that?
3: Yeah, I think that's just a great idea. I just wrote that down because you know i think that's that catches everybody then that's not just so mm-hmm. specifically focused on a market it's it's everybody you know there there are women um two that come to my mind right now um Celine Dion is a great yeah i guess she yes. just loves golf and and i wish we had some yeah. sort of connection with her i got to find out who teaches her and then um Condoleezza Rice is a also big right. big golfer and and very visible person but I think it, we need somebody kind of in the middle of that you know when you think about Dinah Shore she universally appealed to everybody and um, I'm going to get right. on that Cindy you and I that's yeah. working too let's make this happen because I think that's a great idea Ted we're on it we're on it <laughs> I, I'm, and
1: I'm trying to there was another young, uh, well, I shouldn't say young, but um, w- a woman that was uh, in the soaps, um, short, who's the one, you know, Cindy, who I'm talking about, had long brunette hair, loves golf, um, and I'm trying to think, she was in one of the daytime soaps, big, big golf fan, I can't think, uh, Susan Lucci, um, oh, who was, yeah, did you? Oh, okay. Well, I guess we can't, uh, yeah, I can't, I guess oh, no. we can't do that, but, uh, I, I didn't re- no, I don't think she did, but anyways, but, but somebody like that, that's what I'm talking about. Somebody that identifies, um, you know, uh, again, outside of the golf industry. And, and I know there are a lot of great women ambassadors. I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, Marilyn Smith and obviously Shirley Spork and, you know, the Nancy Lopez and, and that, and Annika Stormstrom. There's a lot of great women in golf, but they're all in golf. And I think for people outside of the game to really identify, it it needs to be, in my opinion, it needs to be somebody outside of the golf arena that just loves and is passionate about the game and can really articulate why they love the game so much, even though they're not teaching and they're not out playing on tour, but what, what gets them out on the golf course each and every, you know, day, week, or whatever the case may be, that's the kind of person I think they need, but they have to have that charisma. And some of the ladies that you mentioned, Marvel, you know, Celine Dion, Um, you know, someone like that, um, I think would be, would be fantastic if, if that was, you know, able to happen. Um,
3: what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm thinking about that right now, who that person would be, because I think in some ways, you know, again, back to Dinah Shore, she was just universally loved, you know, and of course we're living in a different time now than then, but, um, I still think I think that's just such a great idea, and, and uh, you know, in the LPGA, we have the honorary membership, and we've talked a couple of times about these particular women, but I think Cindy and I will definitely, we're going to talk about this, because I think that's a brilliant idea, you know, it catches everybody I mean, instead of specifically golfers, you know.
1: Right. I mean, you had, obviously there were celebrities. I mean, Bob Hope comes to mind on the men's side of things, but he crossed both uh, barriers, but um, you know, he wasn't just limiting to the men's, but, um, and Jack Lemmon and a lot of big stars. And, you know, Bob Hope really, really, um, you know, talked about golf and because of his humor and things like that drew, I mean, he was over there with the USO tours and, and, and doing that sort of thing. And there's so many really, you know, avenues that you can do. And, And I know, you know, Marvel, what you said earlier that you didn't want to, um, you know, sort of branch out too far afield, that you want to keep your agenda, you know, fairly regimented in maybe two or three points that you want to really focus through. Because I think if you get too many things, you know, too many, uh, you know, pots in the fire, so to speak, then it then it's hard to, to you know, get things done. But um, I, I just think, I don't know, I've just always thought, you know, that was one of the things growing up as a young young boy, you know, seeing – you know, the dinosaur events every year and just seeing her. I mean, obviously she was a lovely woman in that and an attractive to help too, but, you know, she was just somebody that I always thought was very, very, um, you know, interesting to, to talk about. And she just obviously had a passion for the game. And that's something that I think is really missing is that sort of a, an ambassador for the game that can appeal to a, a broader um, spectrum of, of individuals, and not, and again, not that the people in the industry aren't doing a fantastic job, but I think sometimes you have to step out of the industry uh, in order to to really be appreciated. Just some thoughts. Yeah, um, Cindy, any no, final, like yeah, any final thoughts? Yeah, any final thoughts, uh, Cindy? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Well, Marvel, we want to thank you. Um, we know it's early, and again, we appreciate you, you coming up. And uh, again, congratulations on being the national president of the LPGA uh, Teaching and Club Professionals. We know you're going to do a fantastic job. And I agree wholeheartedly. I think Cindy does a, a, is a is a great ambassador herself of this game, uh, both as a player and also as a teach professional. And uh, I, I like what you said earlier. I think it's about having fun and um and just you know getting excited about you know doing what we do i think if you're passionate about what you do i think you're going to do a fantastic job no matter what it may be and uh we wish you all the uh the success uh on on your first term and we would love to have you back anytime if there's things that you want to discuss um that we can help uh, get out there to the listeners we'd be more than happy to accommodate you so um we would love to have you back in the future.
3: Thank you. This was wonderful. I really appreciate the invitation.
1: Thank you so much. Perfect. All right. You have a great day and, and and thank you for joining us, Marvel, again on the women of golf.
3: Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye.
1: All right, Cindy. Um, Great, great guest. Very interesting. Um, Obviously has a lot of passion, as you said, Uh, you can definitely hear it in her voice. And I think she's going to be a great, uh, you know, um, um, president of the, uh, the, uh, teaching and club professionals division. And, uh, uh, I see that you're spinning another plate. You're adding something else to your repertoire, um, being on, on some of the, uh, the committees and stuff like that. So, um, but what a great, uh, you know, what a great thing for you to do, obviously to, to give back to the game that, uh, that obviously has given you a lot over the years. So, um, you're you're going to have a tough time squeezing all of it in but uh you managed to do it uh, very very uh eloquently so uh congratulations on on helping to to grow the game.
2: Well, thank you. That's what we do.
1: That's right. <laughs> well, again, we want to thank our very special guest uh this morning Kelly Tan. Uh, winner on the Smetra Tour last week and we're looking forward to next week's winner and another uh, interesting guest so uh, on behalf of Cindy Miller and I thank you very much for joining us and we will see you next week on the Women of Golf thanks Cindy
2: thanks Ted, bye bye
1: bye thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf show tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash womenofgolf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and, of course, Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network